Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning. Hello from Clearwater. Yeah, it's another beautiful day. Yeah, fantastic. Beautiful day. Um, didn't get as much sleep last night. My um, my bestie of all bestie girlfriends mm-hmm. uh, flew in last night from Lexington, Kentucky. And I, I, what is it about late night flights? It was midnight when I got to pick her up. So, mm-hmm. And, you know, when girls get together, they want to sit and chat Catch for forever. Up. Jim was yep. like out like a light before I even had to go um, mm-hmm. go to the airport. So, so um, <clears throat> lots of fun. I'm more plans. rested. Yeah, than I am, but you know, I'm super happy that that yeah, she's here. Of course. Um, so it's Friday, and um, right. we have just a few more days before the uh, super forum. So starts on Wednesday. Starts with on workshops. Wednesday. Um, you know, yeah. So I know <laughs> that there are still flights available if you if you're you want to come in and and enjoy that. But the hotel is booked out. So yeah. um, there are a lot of surrounding hotels, but the hotel there is it's full. It looks like, yeah, the hotel's full. Looks like a ton of participation. Oh my um, gosh, yeah. So, you folks in these uh, buy here, pay here Facebook groups, you might have to talk amongst yourselves for a time. <laughs> <clears throat> well, and I'm, uh, I'm hoping that, uh, um, you know, those those of you out there that listen, um, swing in and and uh, going to be presenting on on dashboards and mm-hmm. and Jim will be presenting with Amanda Sanchez. So yeah, I need um, to get that event published. So we're going to broadcast that one live. It'll be fun. Uh, I'm going to talk about um, performance metrics and more of the operational nature, and then Amanda will join to kind of tie into your financials. Yeah. Yeah, so it should be uh, important. Uh, and I'll be there for comic relief. <clears throat> uh, of course. <laughs> and the technical. She's the queen of the technical. Well, place. you know, hey, when when you ha- when yeah, when there's a need, mm-hmm. uh, right. Michelle's willing She's to step in and, and kind of get the stuff done. Good so, morning, Bill Elizondo. Glad Bill. to have you here this morning. Um, so yeah, uh, those of you who are listening, if you've got access to um, your your phone or your laptop. Mm-hmm. Type in where you're calling from, or when, where, how, where you're listening in from, and and we always love to give you all a shout out. So sure. it's happy to have you here. Um, so today's topic. Yeah, this came up again, and we see it from time to time. We do. And of course, it happens with our clients. We're all, all the time uh, working with new dealers and kind of getting them positioned for some of these things. And you know, the nature of our business is we do find ourselves living in the gray space sometimes uh and with this subject about repairs after sale Mm -hmm. and all these kind of things i just think sometimes what we see is dealers step into a dangerous gray space and we would like to see them avoid it so Uh, we're just um offering some tips today (laughs) we're pretending to be attorneys there's an old tv uh, he's commercial pretending to be an attorney yeah, he's so, not an attorney so all you attorneys out there don't you know yeah. feel like what the we're not offering yeah. legal this advice is, this is this is this is like this is, what what uh, ally mcbill do you remember that show sort of okay it was uh, back in that dates me um back in the 80s ally mcbill was a lawyer sh- television show so yeah and there was an old acting old tv commercial from a guy who was uh, an actor who played a doctor on and so he did these commercials where I'm not a doctor, but I play I one on TV. <laughs> so that's what we're doing this morning. I'm not an attorney, but I play one on the morning show. So, so we're just, I, uh, yeah. you know, kind of role playing some of these scenarios that we see that come up with dealers. And um, 
So yeah, we just see that when it comes to repairs after sale, mm -hmm. dealers are out there trying, you know, some of us are trying to be, you know, quote unquote, good guys and, and do Which some extra for, for the customer. I mean, yeah, we're all of for being a good guy. <clears throat> yeah. So it's just about how do you protect yourself? Um, yeah. Yeah. That when you step, yeah. sometimes when you step into, you know, kind of this area, that's a little fuzzy, you, it's hard to, to stop that. It's like, once mm -hmm. you open that valve, then yeah. you really, um, make yourself vulnerable. So I'm like over here smiling. Cause I, you know, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to get into character. Uh. <laughs> 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 and, 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 uh, uh, oh my goodness. Um, and I was, uh, thinking that, um, that, uh, I wanted to use like, I, okay. Those of you who know me really well, I don't think that this has come out at any of the conferences, but I've got a voice for flipping everything. She's got sound effects. Um, it's the craziest thing. <laughs> so I was like, okay, <clears throat> Minnesota cheese. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no. No, so we're not doing that. I'm going to use my own voice guys. We'll have to, you know, at one of these conferences, you're going to have to get a couple of, um, a liquid courage uh -huh. uh, beverages down my throat. And then we can that have some fun with voices and yeah. or karaoke, but so, oh boy. so, um, all right, we're setting the scene. Um, I am sitting down in front of an attorney that I have, I okay. have. Okay. So good morning, Michelle. Welcome. Hi. So first I have to ask, how did you learn about our law firm? Well, I was, I, um, I was driving down the highway and there was this big billboard that said, we love to sue dealers. We love to sue for dealers.com. So I thought, Hey, it looks like, you know, you might be someone. I think it's, we love to sue car dealers. Sue car dealers. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't that, read your notes. Just making sure you saw the right billboard. <laughs> Yeah. So we've already okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Restart. We can start. Okay. We love to sue cardealers.com. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I thought, you know, you should be able to help me because I have a problem. Yeah, that's brought us a lot of customers. So tell me what happened. Well, okay, so I bought this car. Um, and it's it's been like six months ago now. And and you know, um, they said that it was like as is, but it was a lemon. Oh yeah. And you know, so I like a week after I bought it, it um the the water pump went out and so I was like, dudes, you guys sold me a bad car cuz mm -hmm. you know they said we sell good cars, all the stuff and you guys sold me a bad car so I went in and and so they went ahead and and um you know, replaced it, which mm -hmm. they should have cuz sure. I mean, for crying out loud, it only been a week. Mm -hmm. And then um and then it's uh uh, that there was like this uh, um, ninety days something for the engine thing that that um, and I was having some en engine problems and or uh, no it it expired and then I started having some engine problems and and my um, my head gasket started going out and this is like uh, two weeks ago and and um, so I'm and, I'm confused let's stop wait. let me let me have a look at your documents so you okay. had so you had a warranty. Um, yeah, it was like a 90 day thing for, for the engine. Oh yeah. I see it here. Okay. Yeah, it was short term warranty. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, the, like the, um, the water pump wasn't like part of that, mm -hmm. but you know, they, you know, they fixed it and then, then the head gasket goes out and it's like, I mean, I swear to you, it was like 92 days okay. after the thing. And, and they're saying they're not going to help me. 
And and so I my car's been sitting in my driveway now for a week and I can't use it because so, I need a new head gasket. No, I follow. I see the documents here. So your your warranty, you, you had some repairs done during the warranty period. It's three months or three thousand miles. You had some repairs done and they paid for those. Um yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. now you have another repair after so has yeah. the dealer paid for any repairs after the warranty expired? No. Okay. So um, I don't hear a case. If the dealer's warranty was in writing, which I see this here, I see that you did a three month, 3,000 miles. Is this your signature here on this document? Well, yeah, okay. but they so, sold me so a lemon. I'm afraid we just don't have a case. Here's one of our ballpoint pins. Um, you know, our Mary, our assistant, will will show you out. Hey, so, that's not fair. I mean, I I gave them good money. But no, I understand you're frustrated. I'm just an attorney. And my job is to go, you know, find the find the legal problems and collect money when somebody's been, you know, wronged. I just don't hear anything here that suggests you've been wronged. But the, uh, next case. <laughs> but they paid. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk through this one here, where you know the car is. Uh, okay, so be, we're at it. We're out of character. We're yeah. no longer in a law office. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. About. So welcome again. Uh, thanks for coming in. I'm guessing you saw our billboard and that's why you're here. That's picked up a lot of clients for us. So you, you have a car dealer that you're unhappy with? Yes. I want you to sue them. They owe me a lot of money. So tell me what happened. Well, Did the car, let's have the look at your documents. Did you bring your documents from your transaction? Let's, let's have a look at those first. Yeah, I did. And, and, and I did just, I mean, I did sign this thingy that said as a, or the, you know, no warranty, but, yeah. um, but That's called an FTC stuff. buyer's guide. Let me find that in here. Yeah, I see your signature here. So you, you, you did have as is no warranty, and so has the dealer made repairs to the car since uh, since you bought it? Yeah. Oh, they have. Yeah. So like, like what happened? Did uh, well, it, like a week after I bought it, the water pump went out. And and they paid for that. Yeah. Uh, do you have some receipts to show what happened yeah, or like estimate? Okay. So you've got estimate. Oh yeah. I see here 300 and some odd dollars and you didn't have to pay for that. They paid for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I think uh, we should probably, so now you've got a different problem. Yeah. My head gasket went out. Okay. And, and you got an estimate on that. Um, yeah, it's going to cost me $200. dollars Oh, probably more like two thousand dollars. Sorry, so, <laughs> I, I don't know cars very well. It's like so, a two number. It's a, it's it's a, a big number, yeah. yeah so anyway, the uh, so you're saying that the dealer now refuses to pay for they that. They refuse to pay it. Okay. Um. So and and now you've had the car. It sounds like about three or four months. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think based on what I'm seeing here, then based on this estimate and the fact that you had repairs done in the past, um, even though the the as is no warranty document was signed. I, I think a judge should hear your case. We should take your, your case before a judge. Okay. So, uh, all right. Uh, uh, what's different between the two scenarios? Well, um, in scenario number two here, the, the, you had your, you either had warranty or you didn't have warranty and it expired. Okay. So in this, this last scenario as is, but the dealer after delivery, the dealer sort of nullified that it as is by, proceeding with making some repairs to the car so that you showed that they paid for repairs after delivery okay or after the warranty expired either way it's the same scenario it's like if if the dealer expressed no warranty or okay. they expressed a warranty and the warranty expired 
Okay. And now the dealer made some repairs to the car. Okay. Then they have effectively said that these documents are no longer really valid. We've, we've sort of nullified that arrangement. We have, we have gone above and beyond in the interest of making the customer happy. And now the question for me as an attorney and potentially for a judge is, okay, where does that goodwill that you're doing as a dealer, where does it begin and where does it end? Okay. So what dollar amount, what time period you, you basically continued, you know, some protection for the customer and there's no clear documentation as to where that begins and where it ends. <clears throat> um, okay. So what you're saying is, let me get, I'm kind of confused because the, the, the first run through, I didn't mm -hmm. feel like there was very much that was different, but you're saying that if there is a warranty and mm -hmm. it has expired, mm -hmm. um, and there was any, um, any repairs done after that warranty mm -hmm. of any kind, then that warranty or that, that, uh, as is, is, is nullified. Well, again, I'm not, I'm not doing this from a lawyer's perspective. I'm just saying from a logical perspective, just, mm -hmm. just take it through from a business perspective. Let me just be the customer for a minute. And what we've heard from attorneys over the years, we, many of us as dealers, we go to these conferences and we hear dealers get up there and they speak <clears> and they talk about, you know, you don't want your customers in a lawyer's office. No, you want to avoid that. Yes. And it also tells me you don't want your customers having the perception that they've been wronged. Okay. So then what you're saying is, and, and I, I, I would like you to, to, to talk about this too. Uh, J.R. Moore said, if not, if the dealer GR. had or GR, <laughs> sorry, um, uh, not if the dealer had a good faith release signed. Yeah. And what um, is that? Yeah. So <laughs> George Spat says he's pretending to listen since I'm pretending to be an attorney. Good, good for <laughs> Thanks, you. George. George. Thanks for playing along. So, um, <laughs> So and GR, I follow. So you're what you're calling a good faith release. So those who don't see the comments, GR says not if the dealer got a good faith release signed. So I don't know if that's typically done on a case by case basis, but either way, um, some would call that I've heard this called goodwill repair. Sometimes the dealer will, you know, do something called goodwill. I just think, um, again, I'm not being a I'm not being an attorney here. I'm not trying to address what's legal. I'm trying to address what is perceived by the customer. And as we've talked about in other contexts, where it comes to customer service, when it comes to a customer's experience, their perception is our reality. And their they, perception yeah. is our reality. Yeah. And so if I customer buys a car as is no warranty. Again, it doesn't really matter if we've got warranty or not, if it's, so you can say, I got a warranty. I got a, I got a service contract. I got a warranty. Okay. So what about those things that are outside, not outside the warranty and yet now you paid for it and you had the customer sign a goodwill. You did this out of goodwill. Well, okay. So I follow, but if I'm the customer, I'm saying, okay, here was something that was outside of as is, or was, you know, as is, but what they it did covered. it before. Why you did it before. It yeah. yeah. Why, why won't you do it again? I got a problem again. You did it once. Why won't you do it a second time? And this is where I think, and, and again, we're not, we're not trying to argue the point as much as we're trying to just make it help dealers think about what it might look like from the customer side. Yeah. And think about the, just the business practices part of this is what the danger that we step into when we, you know, agree to do that. And listen, we know dealers are out there trying to be oh, good. We hear it all the time. We're trying to encourage dealers to be really good and helpful and yeah. all of that to their customers. Um, but I, I, I get where you're, you're coming from is that when one of the things that we, we really strongly 
advise. I, I never, you know, we, Jim mm -hmm. keeps telling me, don't say you need to, but we strongly advise that you, you figure out what your, um, what mm -hmm. your, what your expectations are, what your rules are, what mm -hmm. your, you know, what your contract says and that you are consistent with that. Right. But that does not mean you can't help. Yeah, no, that's definitely um, and true. And so, so we're not in any way saying that when when someone comes in and says, "Hey, um, you know, you've sold a car that's as is, no warranty," and they come in and th that week after they bought the car, the water pump goes out, um, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to help. It's just how do you help sure. without voiding the as is, no warranty? Right. So I think. Um maybe it helps to go back to, you know, I opened my own dealership in 05. I managed a dealership first stepped into buy here, pay here back in the middle or late nineties. And, um, uh, in my own dealership, I chose to do as is we were, we were a, we were doing low ACV, low cost cars, short term notes. And, uh, and we were prepared to support customers after the sale. Mm -hmm. It's just that we didn't promise it in the, in the form of a warranty, but, I can honestly say, I used to tell dealers this and we still, we still recommend this approach and it was our, our video in the dealership. And we I've actually recorded videos for dealers who do this as is no warranty. And, and again, it applies whether you have a warranty or not, but as is no warranty. And the language in the video would basically say, look, this vehicle is as is no warranty. So that means if you develop problems after you buy the car, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, two days or two weeks after, after delivery, if you develop a mechanical problem, that will be your financial responsibility. However, that doesn't mean that we won't help. Uh -huh. So let me just be real clear about that. So this is the part that we would, we would make sure and express all the time. And so there's nothing that I'm talking about here that should, should suggest to you that I'm going to be I'm going to give terrible customer service mm -hmm. or I'm going to advise terrible customer service. I'm going to certainly in my own dealership, the, the premise was always, and we set it right at the point of, of, of delivery. And we kind of called it an open door policy, which is just because we won't pay for it doesn't mean we won't help. Mm -hmm. And so we invited the customers back in. So how could you help? It could have been a loan. Some of us do side notes. It could have been helping the customer save money on parts. Mm -hmm. uh, it could have, you know, it could have been, you know, any number of things, but point is we would offer help to them um in order to because we get it the, the yeah, yeah it could be as something as simple as you know we've got the shop here that will only charge you for parts but mm -hmm. let's get it done sure you know and and that's they're still paying for it right um but you're you know you're helping and you're not voiding the warranty right and something we can cover on a on a different subject one day is this whole you, you've been there when i've told dealers that uh we urge them to to not step into the business of repairs after sale, which these, these, we owe forms that you sign at delivery. We, we, and again, we can tackle that separately on a different episode one day, but we ask dealers to, when they deliver the car, do the best they can and, and they have total control of it. So it, it's totally achievable to be able to have every one of those, we owe forms say nothing promised after delivery. It's just all tied up in a nice, neat little bow. There's nothing we're doing for you after delivery. And so, you know, we can cover that separately, but it kind of ties to what we're talking about here in that if we, if we tie it up, clear communication at mm -hmm. time of delivery, we make sure the customer and we set expectations with the customer mm -hmm. and then we don't violate that because in its simplest form, if, if you buy a car from me, mm -hmm. it's as is. And next week you come in and say, 
you know, I, I, there's a little rainy and these windshield wipers are bad. And I just throw some windshield wipers on it for you. I pay for that out of my pocket and just give you some windshield wipers. I have effectively canceled, canceled the as is no warranty. So if you come in the week after that with a blown head gasket, what's my basis for saying, oh, I just did that. Just being nice today. I'm not going to be nice. Cause that's a lot more expensive than a, uh, so it's like, but, but legally, I mean, we mm -hmm. kind of, or from a customer service perspective, we have mm -hmm. made repairs. Now, that's an exaggerated example, some small little simple thing, but it's like, I, if it had been in my own dealership and that came up and customer mm -hmm. needed windshield wipers, I would have, I would have come closer to financing those, you know, $15 worth of windshield wipers and put the repayment all the way at the end of the note before I would have paid for it. You see the point to see the difference or like spread it out over two or three payments. Yeah, whatever. So it's, it's like, like the, an extra 10 that's bucks. an exaggerated example, but I'm mm -hmm. just trying to say, I, I wouldn't ever accept financial responsibility. That was our understanding. That is still our understanding. And so I want to hold to that and I'm going to be very, very consistent about that. I'm not going to do for one customer what I wouldn't do for every customer. And I've told you at the time of delivery that we will not, it'll be your financial responsibility. I'll help you but it'll be your financial responsibility. So in that way, loans. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, talk about one thing that, that, that you, you did that was different than a lot of other dealers, as well as something that, um, we have encouraged every one of the people that we work with to do. And that is to do an independent mechanics check. Yeah, on we, that vehicle. we did that in a separate episode yeah. already. We would invite you to go back and find that. I can't remember what we titled that. But yeah, that's basically just about, um, you know, making sure that you give the customer the opportunity because now that's about transferring ownership, having them go mm -hmm. get and the being, car. And about being transparent. So they can't say, you know, they hid and they knew. It's like you yeah. had your own mechanic go through it and and they didn't find in, uh, the stuff. Right. So either. yeah, that's definitely um, an important way to... You know, for me, it's all about transferring that responsibility mm -hmm. and having the customer accept the responsibility in a different way, yeah. in a more significant way. And so all these things we're talking about sort of tie to that. And, and to me, it's about being very consistent. And again, there's nothing here that suggests that, you know, that you, if you adopted the practices we're talking about here, that you have to end up with unhappy customers. I don't think that's true. I think there are other solutions. I think we tend to go to the easiest solution. Uh, sometimes and, and, you know, in the scenario that I'm talking about, did I end up with unhappy customers? Sure. I bet dealers that are out there offering a warranty end up with unhappy customers too. It's just because the warranty doesn't cover everything, you know, and, um, and certainly financially it can be difficult for dealers, but, um, if they're managing their own warranty claims or whatever that might look like, or if it's a loan even, you know, and I think it's becoming even more true. We've heard in our travels that, you know, I used to be able to pretty consistently have a, a uh, an engine, buy, buy a used engine in a salvage yard and have it installed. And worst case, you were two grand, but probably a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars you're putting. But now some of these cars to find, even to find a motor is is problematic. And, and you could be looking at four or five, six thousand dollars to put a motor in something. So it's that's a difficult spot for a dealer mm -hmm. to be in. But, you know, we, we obviously as as dealers, we we have to honor whatever the document says that we would do, mm -hmm. we have to fulfill, fulfill that. So that's, that's a pretty straightforward part of this, but I'm really talking about the things that are in that gray space where we step into the gray by, you know, stepping out of whatever the agreement was at the time of delivery, whatever the document said at the time of delivery, when we step out of that, then 
we make ourselves vulnerable in my mind, because again, we, you could land your customer in an attorney's office and we don't know what the outcome is going to be in those scenarios. So, so, um, you know, I, 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 we've had a couple of people that have, have, uh, weighed in on doing a good faith release, good mm -hmm. faith repair disclaimer. So how does that, I mean, how does that, um, what kind of weight does that have compared to the original contract? Well, I'd have to read the actual good faith disclaimer, that but it is not important that I read it. It's how your customers read it and mm -hmm. how your customers' attorneys would read it. And so for me, if I, let me just play the customer's attorney again. If you, if you tell me, yes, the dealer made some repairs after delivery, they, they had they, me sign this good faith repair thing. Yeah. So let's see uh -huh. it. What does it say? When does that good faith expire? They, they promised you good faith here. They agreed to make some repairs after the thing expired. And so when does this good faith document that you signed, when does it expire? And what's the dollar limit on it? I, that's See, I just yeah. would need to see it. Like, I, yeah. I hope that it ties it up in a nice little bundle. It's supposed to say, you know, something along the line of this is a one-time thing. We have no obligation after mm -hmm. today. It's just that that feels like, as a non-attorney, a mm -hmm. pretty thin argument. You know, it just, and again, I'm not being an attorney over here and I, I know GR Moore chimed in we just, by the way, uh, this second time this week that Michael Dunnigan's name has come up. I, when we talked to, uh, Scott Allen on Wednesday, you know, we talked about being there to see uh, Michael Dunnigan, uh, you know, well-known attorney in Texas who wrote a lot of the repo laws or repo books that uh, many of us, you know, learned on, uh, he, so he's the one who wrote this, um, this document. And, and obviously if Michael Dunnigan wrote it, it's meant to protect dealers and provide you the necessary protections. I just, as a non-attorney, it just still feels uncomfortable to me. It's like, is there, is there a way to avoid that mm -hmm. and not have to even go there yeah. in terms of uh, agreed GR that he is the best attorney in the business. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, uh, he's uh, definitely widely known. But, widely I mean, I, but I think that, I think that the point that you're trying to make is, um, is that if you're going to do as is no warranty, mm -hmm. then let's make it as clean as possible right. because every time you add other layers of, of things to that, mm -hmm. to the original contract is that, uh, you know, that there's, there might be another loophole. There might be another, you know, uh, and, and it's also, it's also, what your customers or what our customers um, reality is, is mm -hmm. our reality as well, is that we're going to have to deal with that one way or another, whether or not, um, whether or not uh, um, we would win because we've got a really tight case. Who wants to have attorneys down your back about the stuff? Yeah. Too? And listen, we get it like um, side notes and, and our friend Tommy just mentioned something I hadn't heard in years. Uh, some people call side notes, suicide notes, just because dealers are, hanging themselves when they write side notes, but it's like, there's, um, there's a, a way to do that, to keep it in check. And so we can, you know, somebody needs some help with that part of it. We're happy to help. But I think for me, where I'm really coming from is imagine a scenario where I finance a car to somebody it's as is two weeks later, they're in and they got some problem and it's, you know, it's a, it's a solvable thing. It's heater hose or whatever. It's $150 with parts and labor or something. And the customer, there's two things going on. One is the customer's upset because the car is not running and they need it to run to get to work and run, pick up the kids at school. Yes. We get it. There's that yeah, frustration. Absolutely. Piece there's also the financial element because they understood it was as is they're frustrated because their car's not running just like we all would be, 
but then they're also, they don't have the 150 that they need to, to make those repairs. So there's the financial piece. So, so typically though, if, if in that scenario, if I'm the dealer and I can help the customer understand, look, I can help you financially on the, the repair. I can loan you the money. We can get the thing repaired. You can be, you have it fixed this afternoon. You'll be back on the road. Even though the customer would prefer not to have to repay that 150 in this example, it still resolves the problem typically and we're picking small numbers here but if it's a big number too if the customer if they can get their car going again and they can kick the can down the road financially and get the car going that then that makes them happy it's been my experience that we can get them happy solve the problem and uh, and listen we can't just keep piling on notes and piling on notes because the customer will never make it to the end of contract never you know get their loans paid off but in reality i'm simply saying as a non-attorney, as a car dealer, who, by the way, always had happy customers, I would just prefer to keep it the same for everybody. And that is, I, I never, and I used to tell dealers this, I can still say it. I never paid for a nickel of repairs during the seven years that I was a dealer. I never paid for a nickel of repairs after delivery. Not once. I would, I would, I would end up repossessing the car before I would pay for repairs after delivery. Help the customer financially, sure. Make them a loan, try to get, mm -hmm. let them repay it from their tax refund, you know, in March, sure. Mm -hmm. But pay for it out of my pocket, never. So I, I know we've had a lot of um, dealers that have said, you know, what if like that, the uh, the we owes, mm -hmm. you know, well, um, we'll do it if you do this and this and this and and give your spiel. Uh, I, I love to listen to you as we're training new dealers. It's like, we've done everything that, that we're going to do to, to, to get this, this car ready. Oh, sure. Um, and so, you know, that this, this is the way that you see it is yeah. the way that we're selling it. Right. Um, but we are going to let you take it and go get an independent mechanics check yeah. on it to make sure that everything is, is running well. We've had our people look at it, mm -hmm. but we want you to also take it to your mechanic or, or someone that you, you know, yeah. trust. So, and, and yeah. So what she's talking about is customer on the lot, you know, is looking through the cars and they say, I like this one, but it's, um, you know, whatever, pick something. It's got some issue with it. And, um, you know, the knob on the radio is missing or whatever. It's just, uh, it's either a cosmetic thing or some minor got a little oil leak up around the valve cover gasket or whatever, pick something. And, and the customer expresses some just say, Hey, I'd like to have that one. It's got this problem. But typically the answer would be, yeah, I understand. Unfortunately, we've reconditioned the cars as far as when we put them out front, we've already reconditioned them as far as we're going to recondition them. So if it doesn't meet your needs and you want to choose a different car, then let's go help you find a different car. Point is, these cars are, that are out here, they're, 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 we're not making any repairs to them as a condition of you buying them. Mm -hmm. that you can, we can help you choose another car that will make you happy, yeah. but we don't. So it's like, um, so it doesn't have the knob on the radio. So it's like, oh, if that, if that, if that means something, if that's really important to you, we've got a lot of other cars that have, have. Yeah. That we can and help and new, new dealers will learn this the hard way. Unfortunately, too many of them, they'll say, okay, I'll make those repairs after delivery. Sure. We'll put a new valve cover gasket on that car, you know, for you, you you'll buy the car today and you'll give us a thousand dollars down and we'll make the, we'll make this repair. Mm -hmm. And so you bring it back on Tuesday and we'll have it all afternoon. We'll make the repairs. And then they're going to get in that car and it's going to turn into be something much more expensive, take much longer than was thought. And so for me, I would come closer to you pick the mechanic of your choice. Um, in that scenario, I would adjust if it's going to be estimated about $150 to get that valve cover gasket replaced. 
I would come closer just adjusting the down payment. You're going to give us $850 instead of a thousand. You agree to accept the car as is. We'll make a note on your documents that you accepted the valve cover leak and you're going to make those repairs yourself. We adjusted the down payment accordingly. And now the, as is the, or the, we owe says nothing promised after delivery. We, we owe the customer nothing. We reached the agreement. It was all resolved before we signed the documents and it's all buttoned up and nice clean. So this is about just consistency. You know, I talk about all the time, fair and consistent, fair and consistent. And, and, and there's nothing I've talked about that's unfair. Mm -hmm. It's, it's exactly the same with everybody. If the customer's unhappy with that scenario, they can obviously choose a different car or a different dealer, but and I'm just being very fair. I'm being very consistent. I'm not going to do for one customer what I wouldn't do for all of them. And that includes repairs after delivery. And that, that is, you know, uh, the underlying foundational piece to this whole thing is determine what it is you will or will not do. Um, make sure that it's it's documented well and then hold to it regardless of the person, regardless of the customer or the situation, you need to hold to it sure. and um, need to. We strongly advise yeah, right. She's learning. that you hold to it and, yeah. um, and find other ways to be able to help that does not void that as is no warranty. Right. And, and again, if you're, if you're trying to do this and your customers are unhappy, reach out to us. There's some things we can probably tell you that will help you because there's nothing about this that should result in unhappy customers, a temporarily, you know, upset customer because their car's broken down. Of course, that's going to happen. But getting past that is entirely possible and having a customer drive away happy is entirely possible. You just got to know. And having a great relationship with that customer Absolutely. afterwards is entirely possible because it's, uh, you know, if, if you're there and, and they feel like you're, you're on the same side of the table and trying to help mm -hmm. them resolve the situation right. um, and that you're trying to be as helpful as you can and stay true to whatever the agreement was. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, yeah. Yeah. So uh, George Spat, who's in the reinsurance business says, uh, whenever you buy anything, you might want to post that on. Oh, I'm, I already did. And I'm going to do oh, it again. Oh, I didn't no, see it. Okay. So uh, you typically create an implied warranty. So yeah, that um, implied word is an important one. And I think, we know that do you, that we have customers come back in all the time and they're, they're claiming, you know, lemon and they're claiming this and that. And so we know that there's just, there's just generally an implication that if I buy something from you, you're going to make good on it, you know? And so this is why as dealers, we just have to be super clear about what the understanding is and what it's not, what it includes, what it doesn't include. And then we just have to be consistent to that if we want to have consistent experiences and, and make our business, um, you know, sustainable. And, and this, this is also a headache factor. Just and, you know, I would imagine too, like in the, in, uh, in the operation of your dealership that when you're, when, you know, you've got a collector that's having to deal with something and it's like, Hey, so what can we do? And Hey, and, and mm -hmm. that, and that you've, you've been like, for one for, uh, you know, here's the solution for one that is actually um, outside of the warranty. And here's mm -hmm. another. So it, I think it would create a level of confusion as well with yeah, your team. You can, about, yeah. Um, and, and also tying things up. So if they know that, that, that this is, this is um, what we're going to adhere to, mm -hmm. but we do have ways that we can help. Oh, sure. Um, that, that instead of saying, hey, so and so needs such and such, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, um, there's a, there's a process. Yeah, there's absolutely a process that you go through that helps resolve those situations, make the customer happy, get them back on the road, and um, yeah, just it turns the thing around quickly. But yeah. 
but we just, uh, we, we have a certain responsibility as dealers. Let's just don't accept responsibilities where mm -hmm. we don't need to. And that's where we step into the gray. And now it's kind of hard to step back out. And now it is totally possible. It's it, well, it's, it's in alignment with the white hat way. It's like, mm -hmm. we are here to help. We're here to do the things, but, but we will also hold you yeah. and ourselves accountable to sure. the, the contract. Yeah. And it's really at its simplest form. That's what it is. I'm, I'm always going to abide by what our contracts say or whatever our agreement is. I'm always going to abide by that because mm -hmm. I'm a white hat dealer to use that terminology. Like I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what is agreed. I'm going to ask you to do the same Mr. Mm -hmm. And Mrs. Customer. I'm going to ask you to do your part of the contract. This is what we agreed. This is still our agreement. Mm -hmm. I'm still honoring it. I ask you to still honor it. And, and if you do that, I'll help you. I'll yeah. bend over backwards to help you. And I hope yeah. you're a customer with us 10 years from now, but yeah. I'm going to do things the same all the time. So, you know, and I'm, I'm going to send them away smiling. I'm sure. Yeah. So this was just based on as is no warranty. And there are a lot of dealers out there and there's other things. If you know, uh, there's reinsurance products and all sorts of things that, that can, um, give a dealer a little bit more, uh, um, bandwidth or right. latitude to be right. able to help and stay within contract as mm -hmm. well. So, um, so this is just, just the, as is no warranty. And I would really love to, uh, um, these, the, 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 uh, form from Michael Dunnigan, mm -hmm. you know, take a peek at that. And that, that might be something that would be, um, an interesting topic to, well, there, to there may have. be a fee for those forms. He's, there may be a fee for those forms. Okay. Never uh, mind. <laughs> So, yeah, just, uh, um, but yeah, that, that might be an interesting topic for like a tote the note or something in the right. future yeah, um, to talk about, talk about this and really dive into it with, with some maybe tons of stuff to talk about. I'm, I'm thinking as we go through this and we can wrap up, but I know that, yeah. you know, among the things that are on the horizon for you and me will be um, consumer education as well. And I look forward to that. Yes. I look forward to being able to go do some of these same things where we uh, provide education to consumers because that's part of why people end up in this spot because consumers yeah. just don't really understand too much of this stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Let's wrap up the end. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for tuning in folks. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you Monday from um, Clearwater and then we'll and be then, bound for Austin. Yeah. Well, we, we should be in Austin on Wednesday right. and, uh, we'll be broadcasting probably from our hotel room because it will be It'll be 7 a.m. there. Oh, time change happens on Sunday. Don't oh, forget about right. this. Right. And the cool thing about it is, is we never have to go through this thing again. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. The time change the thing. The time yeah. change thing. So, so it's like forever and in perpetuity. It yeah. will, we will always be the same time zone. And I kind of like that because every time I go to Vegas or, mm -hmm. uh, or Austin, it's like, it feels like it's, it's three hours. Well, it is. It feels like it's three hours different. And now it'll only be two. No, you're East talking Coast. about, you said Austin. But Not Austin, but um, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Arizona or West yeah. Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, I it'll need be more coffee. You really do. I Let's do. find okay. you some more coffee. So <laughs> we'll jump. We'll talk to you folks next week. Thanks for All right. Have in. a great weekend. It's it's collection day. So or yeah. payment day. So uh, and, and go out and collect those car payments. And I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend and we will see you all on monday <laughs>